Welcome to DC Beer Show. We are at DC Beer across social media. Brandy, what's in your glass? Hey, Jake, it's good to be back. Let me tell you, I I feel like I've been stuck in my house for a month, probably because I have. I've been super sick. So thanks for holding down the podcast for me. I stopped by downtown Crown today. I'd actually never been in there, so I was so excited. I wanted to go stock up on some brown beer because there was literally no brown beer in my house, which is a travesty. I don't know how that happened. But we snagged, um, I'm probably going to butcher this, but it's Mephistopheles, Mephistopheles from Commonwealth Brewing. It's a Bach lager. It clocks in at 7% on the dot. This is so good. Shout out to Commonwealth. I love that. Um, Mr. Stein is here. How you doing? I miss you. What you drinking? I'm doing well. I decided to have a Denison's Brewing Company third party triple, given the appropriate nature of our guests this evening. Right. Denison's going to be on the show in a little bit. I have here, courtesy of Brandy and Matt, um, a very weird one. It is Amulet. It is a sour IPA with blueberry and hibiscus. Here's the color of it. Um, For those of you listening at home, I would describe it as somewhere in between magenta and red. It's pretty, pretty weird. It would not identify as an IPA to me as opposed to just like a kettle sour. But hey, it's an IPA. It's got lactose in it. Weird, weird stuff. Um, I'm going to drink it. I don't really know why. Uh, Much in the same way, like you eat a pack of sour Skittles and it kind of tastes like burning on top of your mouth, but you still eat them. (laughs) I'm probably going to stick with this beer. Uh, But it's really, really weird. And it's been a couple of years since I had a Hudson Valley Sour IPA is what they're known for. I love the color, Jake. You've got a gorgeous color going for you. And I really think as an, as an empiricist, a fellow empiricist, EMP, you should withhold judgment until you try and work your way through it. All right. Before we get to Denizens and their winter cast classic, The Return, the first since pre-pandemic, we've got an event coming up for you, actually two of them this weekend. Mike Stein, we all brewed a beer at Dynasty with Strange Fruit. You want to give us your tasting notes on the People's Pale Ale? The People's Pale Ale, which is certainly pale and certainly hazy. Um, Outside of the mild haze you'll see in your glass and the pale color, you'll get a lovely array of what I would call citrus fruit and Welch's white grape. If you've ever had that juice, but it's got that nose to it, not quite minty, not quite lemongrass, but a little herbal to round out those otherwise sort of tropical fruit flavors. Like, you know, when you bite into a kiwi, if you've ever had a kiwi, try to stretch your mind all the way back to when you were maybe 10, eight, five, six, four years old. And you're like, oh, I'm going to rip this thing like it's an apple. And you expect sweetness and you get tartness. That's kind of how these hops are. They smell sweet in the nose, but then there's a little bitterness, a little herbal, uh, lemongrassy herbal kind of, um, yeah, Welch's white grape in my palate that I get. Um, It's got some nice character body from the oats. 
it's just a well-rounded pale ale. And I usually don't drink pale ales. And obviously I'm biased because Fabio texted me after the what's in Stein Stein with the strange fruit Pilsner. Um, but we've set about now making this beer and I have to credit Brandy for um, getting my ass in gear because we've been talking about doing a DC beer collab. And this was not a collab with one, but a tripartite, three parties in this collab. So I am just thrilled with how People's Pale turned out. Um, Brandy, will you corroborate or uh, would you disagree with my assessment? You know, Mike, I've never been a grape fan. I don't like grape flavored things. I've never enjoyed grape fruit grape juice like i so it's hard for me to picture an enjoyable flavor that was grape no matter if it was white or whatever yeah so for me personally i i can't do that um that comparison um but for me when i cracked the the pale people's pale open the aroma i do agree that it smells sweet it's it's a very inviting it tastes like a like a super juicy um, like hazy IPA, but it, for my taste buds, it, it just comes across as like crisp with just a little bit of haze. It, it, it is a little bit bitter. So I, I understand what you're saying, but uh, I don't know if I could compare it to grape juice, <laughs> but yes, I completely agree. I think it's so, so fantastic. I'm so excited about this collab beer um, and every, everything's just kind of gone pretty well with it. And, um, I'm glad that we're kicking the year off with the collab beer. And then on Sunday, um, as Jake previously mentioned, we have a double, it's a double feature weekend for DC beer. It's our monthly beer share at the Sovereign. So thank you so much, Sovereign, for hosting us. We're so excited. Um, but yeah, I definitely want everyone to come out to to Dynasty this weekend on Saturday. So it's, I know Jake's, Jake will be there. Yeah, <laughs> it's 2 p.m. Two, um, on Saturday. And it's 2 p.m. on Sunday at the Sovereign. If you're a Patreon member, dcbeer.com slash Patreon. And that also gets you in to Dynasty earlier at noon on Saturday. So join yeah. us. Okay. I would want to get there early for sure. If, if this were me and if I had, wasn't you know associated with DC Beer personally in the way that I am, I would 100 percent sign up for like a five dollar membership just to get to this one event early and then go to the beer share the next day <laughs> for sure all right so we've done events for saturday and sunday the week after february 3rd is going to be a little bit action-packed too and we've got the chief brand officer julia Verratti, and the chief beer officer head brewer jeff ramirez from denizens and we're here to talk the Winter Cask Classic, the triumphant return of the Winter Cask Classic. Julie, Jeff, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having us. First question is, can you say that five times fast? <laughs> Winter Cask Ask Classic? Cask Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. Not after some cask beers, huh? Yeah, right. So as an introductory, can you tell our listeners what is the Winter Cask Classic? You want me to take that or you want to go, Julie? You, it's all you, Jeff. This was your. This is sort of your baby that you kind of came up with however many years ago. Well, you know, at our original location uh, in Silver Spring, 
we always had two uh, different cast beers pouring over time through our Angram system. And a lot of our customers enjoyed it, but I feel like a lot of customers didn't know what it was. So we wanted to kind of showcase the style of serving beer in cask, which is different temperature, you know, different carbonation level and a more traditional pour. So that's kind of why we did it. And we wanted to showcase our local friends and there's some that have been doing it since the beginning. And we also showcase mead this year. So that's also fun. That is exciting to Did have. You say mead or meat? Yep. Mead. Honey, honey okay. wine. Okay. <laughs> I was like, because both sound very appealing to me. <laughs> <laughs> there are hot yes, dogs so as well. <laughs> what can winner cast classic ticket buyers expect at this year's winner cast classic? Um, fun. That, that's numero uno. Uh, lots of delicious beer. Uh, we were going through, I realized I'd been putting out sort of social media posts on all the different cask beers and mead that we're going to be featuring. And I realized I had not done any of that for the beers Denizens is pouring. So I'll let Jeff <laughs> talk about those. But uh, we have, tw- there's going to be 12 different breweries. Well, 11 breweries and one mead maker at Maryland Meadworks will be there. Uh, and there's going to be 15 different cask beers for people to drink. And so from 1 p.m. until 5 p.m., you'll have unlimited cask beer that you can drink. Five ounces to, at a time. To add to that, uh, this year, there's only one duplicate style where literally everything that is being poured is a unique style compared to the rest. Um, and two porters is not a bad thing. So I think it's especially, yeah, <laughs> especially when those porters are coming from uh, Port City and DC Brow. So yeah. this should be pretty interesting. Yeah, well, uh, that's a World Beer Cup gold medal winning porter from DC Brow and a multiple World Beer Cup Great American Beer Festival, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, from Port City Brewing. Um, so the cask lineup, as I see it, is a, a, of course Denizens. You also have Atlas, Brewers Art, Checker Spot, Manor Hill, Maryland Meadworks, Oliver Brewing, Pub Dog, Port City, Franklin Streetcar 82, and DC Brow. Some of these breweries aren't normally available in DC. Um, I know I usually have to get into Baltimore to get my hands on Brewers Art, the same with Pub Dog. Um, tell us about some of these breweries. Are you particularly excited for anyone? Obviously, Maryland Meadworks is like, and now for something completely different. Uh, but tell us a little bit about some of these exciting options that that uh, cask classic goers will get to try. I mean, I think these a lot of these breweries have participated since the beginning, whether it be, you know, myself or Julie or Emily has mentioned it to uh, either brewery staff or owners and they get excited about it. And they've kept coming back. So we want to make sure that we invite the original crew and then anybody else that wanted to participate that hasn't been there before. Um, but, you know, we appreciate it because they're, you know, providing beer for us to pour to our customers, but probably some of their customers as well. Um, I guess what the question was, what will we expect or what's the, what's the, yeah, reasoning? what's exciting? What, what, what turns you on and sets you free? Oh, I mean, you get to drink beer with people that are excited about it. So, I mean, that's always fun. And brewers, customers, DC Beer Crew, uh, the Women's Culture Beer Club, I believe, is coming as well. Close. Uh, yeah, Women's <laughs> Culture Club. <laughs> you almost nailed it, Jeff. 
It's the microphone, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's totally the... Oh, Richard keeps getting mad at me because I need to get the microphone too much. Now I look like a, like a giant. Um, I, have a, I have a question. Yeah. Now that you are solely denizens, is solely in Riverdale, how is this event going to be different this year? Because this is the first time that this event is going to be at Riverdale um, as opposed to your original location, which is now... Uh, not denizens. <laughs> well, how do you think it's going to be different, like the space, the layout and everything? Uh, I think, I mean, we'll find out. I mean, the one of the benefits of the building in Silver Spring, um, there were lots of other things about that building, but we don't need to talk about that tonight. But uh, one of the benefits is that you had these separate spaces. And so when we've done this event before or other events like it, we could sort of be like, okay, the lower tap room is going to have this thing. And then, or the beer garden will have this thing and everything else is open. Uh, but in Riverdale, if you've not been to the spot, it's just one big open floor. Uh, but there are some sections, like there's sides of the tap room that we can kind of close off to it. But really the difference is everyone's going to be in there. And we, the tap room will be open as well. Um, you know, we like to, one of the things that we try to do when we do events like this is, I mean, obviously we want to sell tickets and we want to bring people in the door and we want it to be, um, you know, you don't necessarily want to lose money when you throw an event like this. Um, but at the same time, we try to limit ticket sales at some level because we want the people who are at the event to have a good experience. So you're not constantly waiting in line. Um, you know, things just get out of control and whatnot. And so <clears throat> there, there will probably be other people in the tap room that are not participating in it. But I actually think they're going to see so much fun happening on the one side that they might try to join. Um, <clears throat> so that's one that's difference. That's always the goal. Yeah, I mean that. I guess that's the biggest difference. I, mean, I do also want to answer that other question about what I'm excited about. One of the things that I, when I was looking at the list of the different types of cask beer, um, and you guys should follow us at, at Denizens Brewing uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter if you want to learn more about these details. But the range of styles um, has anything from 3.4 percent ABV all the way up to 16 percent. So there's really, and everything in between. So there's just kind of this really cool variety of beers that are, and mead that are being poured. And it's all different flavors, different alcohol levels. It's, I think there's just going to be something for everyone. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And know, honestly, with the, with the setup, um, it was fun in the lower tap room. I really enjoyed it. That was part of kind of what created the event was the setup down there, but I think the location we're going to pour it in Riverdale is going to make it a lot easier. So mm -hmm. for customers to literally get what they want, mm -hmm. um, also just enjoy the space. Um, I think it's going to, I think it's going to have a nice flow. I mean, we'll see, but I think it's going to be fun. Um, I'm excited to see events coming to our Riverdale location. What's that? Do you think it'll overflow into the brew house? Well, in the brewery is probably where we're going to have the hockey shootout. So Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes. Yep. To talk about that. Totally forgot about it. <laughs> well, I guess I'm curious if there are any ringers. I know that Julie is known to just pop up <laughs> on the golf course. She's the lone wolf. You know, like, oh, hey, playing through. Can I do front nine, back nine, hole 18? Uh, there's a lot of NHL stars that are known for their, their golf prowess. So I'm wondering, Julie, if your golf prowess translates into – Hockey skills. Have you got a wicked Rista or a wicked slap shot? I mean, 
I, I have not played with a hockey stick in a long time. I did street hockey a lot as a kid, the, you know, the neighborhood or whatnot. Um, but no, I, I wouldn't call myself a, like a hockey star at, by any stretch. But I know Jeff was mentioning there's some brewers that are really into hockey. Millhouse was one. Uh, yeah, from, Millhouse from Manor yeah, Hills, yeah, apparently. Being a lookout apparently for Apparently he got guy. his ring stuck on his hand when he was a goalie one time. I don't know. Someone Ugh. skated over his hand. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. That's enough. <laughs> as long as long as it wasn't a Stanley Cup ring, I, I feel pretty good about our odds. Yeah. No, the shootout should be fun, though. That's just, you know, messing around, having a good time. Yeah. Uh, Jeff still has on his list to do of uh, building sort of like the target, like how what we're going to be aiming at. Um, I think I did today. Is that what you did today? Great. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> checking off the list. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we're, you know, it, I think this is the first time we've thrown an event like this since COVID. And in fact, this was the last event we threw before COVID. It hap- the last time we did it was in February of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we haven't had it since. So I'm, I'm excited to bring it back this year. I think it should be fun. And I've been, I have been surprised at the number of people out there who are really into cask beer. We've had a lot of really positive response to it. Already sold more tickets than I was expecting at this point, which is pretty cool. Mm. Um, but obviously, we still want to sell more tickets. So if you haven't bought yours, please please grab yours today. Yeah, um, come join us. It should be a good time. And there's going to be if you don't like cask beer, I mean, I think you'll enjoy it anyway. But you'll uh, there's going to be other things available to purchase. That we have other beers on tap that are. You know, like drink, drink like the American way. <laughs> yeah. Carbonation uh, with CO2, but uh, also hot dogs. We'll have lots of food to eat um, to order off the menu. And then we'll have, we have non alcoholic options on our menu as well. So, and liquor. Yeah. I'll just say um, if you think you don't like cask, question yourself and try. <laughs> and, and, here's, and, here's, and here's why. Here's why I'll say this. Um, I was at the brew shop wonderful woman-owned small independent business yeah those guys are um, awesome julie and beth were there we were, t- we were talking about you julie so if your ears were burning around 3 p.m today you know why um so i was looking for a denizens beer and i said you have cool breeze oatmeal nice. stout my favorite denizens beer of course there's many other favorites that you know have gone the way of of brown ales and amber lock dark lagers all those beers that you know aren't the uh, uh, go gangbusters but i'm trying third party triple which in an election year feels very appropriate <laughs> and i remember third party triple being too strong for me back in the day and i was like well let me just go in on it it's 9.1% and beth actually reminded me she was like as far as local triples go it's kind of sort of the i was like it's one of one <laughs> because your triple is so it's it's always there but it's always in good condition mm-hmm. and it's just not the case when some local brewers are doing like one-offs or seasonals and you never know like <clears throat> is this from last spring or are we early for the spring 24 seasonal mm-hmm. um and so i just challenge you if you think you don't like something really try it right we're, we're trying not to yuck anybody's yum mm-hmm. and to broaden our minds and be critical thinkers and, and critical drinkers um, Brandy, did you want to add to that? I was, I was literally <laughs> going to say the same thing. And, and because this is, this is something that I really push, um, especially with the women's brew culture club, because we've had some women, um, and non-binary folks who have come to, to like gatherings. It, it, Denison's is ex- the perfect example, actually. 
because at least two folks came to the the Women's Brew Culture Club that we had um, at Denison's with Julie. Thank you again, Julie, for hosting us. Yeah. Who they 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 don't like beer. They're like, I don't really like beer. I don't really like beer. Like, but by the time they left that day, they because they tried mm-hmm. all of them, and by the time they left. They're like, oh, this one was good. Oh, I liked that one. They mm-hmm. left. They left liking at least two beers when before they walked in, they didn't like any. That's great. And it's about trying, and especially like a lot of people get turned off by the the temperature that cask ales are served at. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the whole thing. You get more flavor a lot of times when when you do that. And if you have how many cask ales are eleven? How many are there? Again? Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. If you if you don't if you miss this opportunity to at least try to see oh well, maybe I do like cascales then that that's you being dumb so like <laughs> don't be dumb <laughs> you heard it here Just first try that's right <laughs> yeah take, take, I mean I have the to bold say stance it. of insulting our our discussion <laughs> I like it. but yeah it's twenty we it's, won't yuck your yum but we no, will call you dumb yeah, like don't it. be a dummy guys come on. <laughs> Uh, I have to say, it's a testament to Jeff and his team and their talents putting stuff together. I mean, our one of our uh, ethos as a company is that, you know, we always like to say we have a beer for every palate uh, and everyone has a seat at our table. And I, I don't I never expect, you know, we have 20 taps in the tap room. I never expect somebody to walk in, even someone who just absolutely loves beer to walk in and try all 20 and be like every single one of those beers is a banger for me. I'm no notes. Right. Like it. <laughs> Not everyone is going to like every single beer you make, but I do. We do guarantee that if you walk in and you try the beer, you're going to find a couple that you will really, really enjoy. And to us, that is a huge success. That's why we make the wide variety that we do, and that's the experience we're trying to go for with people. No, it's really well said. It's it's 2024. I'm drinking a sour IPA, like a wise man once said in Rocky <laughs> Four. If I can change. You can change, right? We can, we can change. So step outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, a little bit. Even if what you're drinking might taste a little bit like stomach acid and is burning the roof of your mouth, it's you know life's rich, life's rich pageant. One more experience out there. So Jeff and Julie at Denison Silver Spring, you all had a beer engine where you could hand pull cask ales. Mm I assume that the far majority, if not the entirety of these over in Riverdale Park are going to be dispensed via Isaac Newton's favorite gravity, correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes. And so earlier you mentioned people, you know, there's, there's interest, but also kind of like discomfort around cask ale in the United States sometimes. So how do you all feel about the additions of like adjuncts or perhaps more hops, uh, Ancho peppers in cask ale. Honestly, if it tastes good, why not? But I'll tell you this. There's a lot less of that this year and more just styles that are unique. If anything, Denizens is heavy on adding something to the cast. Yes, yeah, true. Year. You're the one who put all the weird stuff in there, man. <laughs> it's not even weird. It's just, it was just laying around. Yeah. But no, honestly, it's um, I was very surprised and very happy that yeah. people – but things like a dark mile, the mm-hmm. Bohemian lager, uh, yep. you know. those Atlas and Franklin's, those two. Yeah, yeah. There's like yep. there's all these. It's literally the range from like a three and a half percent alcohol dark beer <clears throat> to you're saying sixteen percent was that the mead or is that? Oh, that's definitely the mead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of different stuff. Um, 
And one of my favorite ones that we had years ago, which we actually have on draft now from Oliver's, is the cider. They put their cider on cast, and it tasted great. Um, yeah, I don't know. Everybody's going to find it's- their single one that they want that they really like, and they're going to go right back to it, and that's fine. Yeah. But we need to kick most of the cast. So. Yeah. <laughs> is yes, Catalyst doing special themed hot dogs? I know that he is the <laughs> hot dog uh, extraordinaire. Um, he makes some fantastic oh, yeah. hot dogs, and I'm so excited. I will definitely be there, um, and I will probably eat at least two hot dogs. But are there... Are there like special hot dogs for the day? I know this um, isn't beer related, but it's hot dogs. No, so. no, he has. But you know what? If I, I guarantee yeah, you, he says, "Hey, here. Chris, can you whip <laughs> something up for us?" He would absolutely do that. Uh, if you guys have not been out to Denizens in Riverdale Park since we started partnering with Catalyst Hot Dogs, we started. We actually uh, started working with Chris in January of 2023, and we actually just we we doubled up on the uh, agreement with each other. So he's going to be around for the next year and a half, at least um, working with us. His food menu is awesome. It's like a New Jersey style comfort food menu, and it is tons of different hot dogs. He's constantly adding new specials, doing crazy stuff with it. He actually just added what he's referred to as a West Virginia dog. Um, I don't know where he gets these ideas from or what they are. I'm not really a hot dog person, but chili and coleslaw. It's it's, it's the way to go. Don't <laughs> that's don't totally what it is. Oh, yeah, that's what he's gone on there, man. No, it's great. He's wait, you're gonna find something you're gonna like there. But I'll I'll talk to Chris. Maybe he'll come up with something special for the. Maybe he'll do like a, a lukewarm hot dog or something. Doesn't that sound? <laughs> good? This hot dog just needs kidding. more carbonation. Just kidding. I do think. I do think. <laughs> They're the wings. I, I yeah. love the wings. I do. You could do a lot of ago, <laughs> January 2023, when I had my first catalyst mm-hmm. at Denizens. Nice. So, you know, it's coming. I, I saw you. I saw Jeff. And being, you know, the boring, absolute mid grade lover of all things classic, I just had like a classic dog. Yeah. With a born bohemian, of did course. You do, wait, was, did you do uh, mustard or ketchup on that of thing? Of course. Of, you think I put ketchup? On my glizzy. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't know. Come on. <laughs> no, I know. Sometimes I do get down with ketchup, but only when I'm having your pub fare, like uh, fries or uh, top, yeah. you know, potato-based fare, pub fare. Uh, but but the the catalyst glizzy with the yeah. born bohemian was like did, you- I did that right before a share. We had a DC beer share. I want to yeah. say it was January 23. Okay. I was going to see you and Jeff, and I was like, you know what? I've only had like a hard-boiled egg and a banana today. Like it's, interesting. it's time for a glizzy. <laughs> so I think it was sauerkraut, maybe sauerkraut onion mustard, some variation of that with, with the Pilsner. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, is this Pilsner that good? Is this hot dog that good? Or is there like a gestalt where like it's a, like just synergy? <laughs> yeah, with, with some of the all parts better than any part. Um, yeah. No, we're you, super uh, excited. You, didn't, for- you weren't there when we started our uh, dogging in the daytime lunch <laughs> special, which is just super dumb. But it, you should look that up, what that means as a <laughs> slang term in uh, the UK. We did not know that when we put this out in the world. Oh. Um, it's pretty funny. But you basically get a uh, born bohemian pilsner and a hot dog for like a pretty cheap Classic, price yeah. for uh, for lunch if you come in from 12 Classic. to 3. Classic. So. Nice. Is this um, a bad term, Julie? Are we gonna get in trouble? No. Not in the United States. All right. Uh, apparently, in the UK, it's got it's, it's it's got a term. It's like a it, it it means something different that nobody understood. We're we're clear. We're in the clear here in the DMV. 
Um, so outside of the classic, what are some exciting things coming down the pike at Denizens? Or what are you coming out with? What's rolling down the line at Denizens that we can expect to see in the market? Well, the market. Go for it. Um, <laughs> we... Uh, I, I, this is not really an announcement, so to speak. But, you know, a, every year in the beginning of the year and sort of the end of the year before you kind of talk about things that you might want to add or take away from the lineup. We've been having some discussions about potentially adding a new seasonal to the lineup and distribution that would eventually become packaged. This is a big maybe. We don't know if this is happening, but that is a more recent conversation. We've also talked about um, potentially adding more events in 2024, like the Cast Classic. Um, so be on the lookout for potential other festivals that we're going to be throwing or festival-type larger events this year. Um, I don't know, Jeff, if you had any other... Me? Uh, no, I think honestly, I, I think it's honestly having the one location we're trying to bring back events that bring people to the tap room. They're very low... Um, what's the word? impact for people they don't, they don't really think about it come out mm-hmm. and have a you know unique experience at our tap room that's always our tap room and then we're you know in the summer i personally would like to utilize the outdoor space and hold a certain festival that yeah. is later to be dated and, and include all the municipalities all the communities around because there's you know it's a lot of small towns if you will that are very mm-hmm. close to where we are so that's not been structured, but that's something that I would like to do. <laughs> no, that's yeah. We uh, the mix. So we're in a mixed use development, right? And so <laughs> we do have a pretty large patio area in Riverdale Park. It's nothing like what we had in Silver Spring, but you can fit with the amount of tables and space and the length of the front we have. You can fit at least um, I think about a hundred people out there, mm-hmm. um, based oh, off wow. table space and whatnot. Um, but there is green space in the development that we have access to if we wanted to throw an outdoor larger type festival event. Um, so that's, again, you know, we opened in Riverdale in 2019 in the summer, like early summer and they never got a chance to utilize that because COVID happened and we all know what happens from there. Um, so really looking at 2024 to try to, yeah, like Jeff said, take advantage of some of this stuff. Um, so yeah, those are things that we're thinking about doing. That is super exciting, um, and I, I love that. I'm, I'm looking forward to drinking outside with y'all. Um, <laughs> Julie Verratti, Chief Brand Officer. Jeff Ramirez, Chief Beer Officer at Denizens Brewing Company. Thank you so much for joining us on the DC Beer Pod. Thanks Thank for having us. I'll be there, I'll be there on the 3rd. I'll so, there, yeah. February, February 3rd from 1 to 5 p.m. And if you don't buy your tickets in advance, I'm sure we'll have a few available at the door. Thank you, guys. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. See you at Cheers. the classic. <laughs> As it turns out, February 3rd is action-packed with events. You can view them all, dcbeer.com slash events. But in addition to the Wintercast Classic, Port City's 13th anniversary is featuring Colossal, which I think is sort of being billed as an old ale, strong ale, designed to be cellared. They're going to be releasing uh, just on draft only, so you got to be at the brewery, a whole bunch of barrel-aged goodies, which they don't do very often, as well as Il Palio, an Italian pilsner. So look for an Italian pilsner from Port City. I think Right Proper's is going to be coming online shortly thereafter. Also in Virginia, 
dynasties get the lead out. I know we talk a lot about dynasty right now. Event this weekend, event next weekend as well. Eight guest breweries pouring strong ales again on the third. And then in DC proper, Atlas is going to release the precious one, their apricot IPA. So February 3rd, an awful lot going on. Dry January is over. The beer events are coming back. Very nice to see. A couple other interesting moves with brewery and beer-related personnel. Dave Delaplane, formerly of Roofers Union, is going to go to Blue Jacket. Uh, a very, another very nice hire for a neighborhood restaurant group. You're going to see him at Blue Jacket soon. Go say hi. Good people. Nice to see him still in beer. And we don't know what's going to happen with that Roofers Union space, but stay tuned. Jim Bachman, formerly of the Brewers Association of Maryland and their PR firm Grow and Fortify, is going to be operations director up at Montgomery County's Elder Pine Brewing and Blending. So a very good hire there. Um, Nice to see Jim also sticking around still in beer. Although it's not an event, it's an event for Brandy. Other half actually has right now two brown ales. So not one, but two on tap. Other half, Ivy City. One of them is a collab with the Lovabond project, uh, which you may have seen online. Um, it supports DEI efforts, uh, inclusion um, from underrepresented groups in brewing. So it's a good cause. It's not a style you see very often, let alone very often at other half. But that's certainly worth checking out as well. Brandy and Mike, any parting shots? Thoughts. Well, I'd like to shout out real quick um, the fine folks who donated to uh, our raffle that we're going to have at Strange Fruit on Saturday. Um, for each four pack that you buy, you get a ticket, an automatic raffle ticket, um, and Wardman Wine, Other Half DC, The Brew Shop, Bike Lane, Mile 20, and Lion Hall slash Liberty Tavern have all donated gift cards. So if you buy four pack or a case, you'll enter to win and uh, maybe win something really cool. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll come see us and and win something and drink beer. <laughs> I'm so excited for our People's Pale release at Dynasty, um, and I can't wait to see you all at Denizens Winter Cask Fest. Cool. We're at DC Beer across the socials. Be excellent to each other. See you all out there. All right. Bye.